Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to the Vital Dawn podcast for Tuesday, March 31st. S&P futures are up 20 points. That's about 75 basis points. Europe is rallying about 2% across the board, and Asia uh, saw gains for the most part, although there were a few pockets of red, including in Japan. Um, so nothing too dramatic this morning, although a few items are definitely interesting, I think. So I think the biggest macro development overnight were the China MBS PMI. So this is the first kind of formal look at China's economic activity for March. There was a very strong rebound um, from the extraordinarily depressed numbers from February, which were um, weighed down by a lot of the coronavirus restrictions. So those restrictions eased throughout March and you saw uh, you know, a rapid um, a rapid improvement in economic activity. So the PMIs are back above 50. Remember, 50 is the demarcation point between growth and contraction. I know there is a lot of skepticism about China. There's a lot of skepticism about the the true state of the coronavirus figures. And then there's probably going to be a lot of skepticism about these numbers as well. Um, you know, I, 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 I kind of personally think that the, the figures that they are reporting are somewhat accurate. You know, they were very aggressive in, um, you know, in containing the crisis, they rolled out a lot of restrictions on travel, a lot of tracking, a lot of testing. Um, you know, so I think these are relatively accurate. There are other indications that you're seeing improvement in Chinese auto sales and Chinese housing numbers as well. So, you know, I think this is kind of continuing with the narrative that, you know, the Asian Asian countries acted aggressively. They contained the crisis for the most part. You are still seeing some cases get reported. Um, you know, Japan is grappling a little bit with the with the mini um, you know resurgence in cases, but for the most part. Asia, um, you know, the the crisis has passed its peak in Asia, and you're seeing the economic numbers improve as a result. Um, you know, I think the bigger risk for Asia now are just some of the order numbers that will be coming into their factories from Europe and the U.S. as those economies suffer um, from their coronavirus crises, which are kind of going through the peak at the, at this moment. So. While the China numbers are improving, I think the U.S., you know, we're really going right now into the heart of the of the coronavirus downturn. So Gap, Macy's and Kohl's yesterday all announced that they would be furloughing their um, store employees. It sounds like the that's the majority of their headcount at all three of those companies. So you know, you're talking about numbers that could be up to 200,000 just from those three firms. Goldman was out with the new Q2 goal, uh, GDP forecast. So Goldman looks like they are the lowest on the street. They're modeling down 34% on Q2 US GDP. The prior uh, weakest number that I saw was from Morgan Stanley, which was down 30%. You know, so you're seeing you know, the street continues to slash estimates. Um, you're probably going to see another very ugly weekly claims number on Thursday. And remember, I think the weekly claims number is really the critical economic data point right now. I think it's going to be much more important than the Friday jobs report. Um, so that claims figure is probably going to be upwards of three and a half million. So you're right now going through the heart of, of the U.S. fallout as well as the U.S. case numbers. You know, there's a lot of indications that these these next couple of weeks will be the peak of, of the crisis, hopefully, um, because you are seeing indications that the distancing measures, the travel restriction, um, the travel and assembly restrictions that have been put in place are having some effect, especially in the regions that were early. So New Rochelle and Seattle, which kind of led the U.S. outbreak are improving at the margin. 
Um, there's an article today is talking about the figures out of San Francisco, which also was relatively early in imposing strict uh, coronavirus measures is seeing improvement as well. So I think the, the measures, you know, if you look at the data, there are definitely some glimmers of hope out of both Europe and the U.S. Um, but like I said, I think you're kind of going through right now um, the worst of it. So I think you're going to see more headlines um, on, on the labor front and layoffs and, and companies pulling on credit lines and suspending capital return, et cetera. Um, so that's definitely that, that dichotomy between, uh, what's happening in Asia and what's happening in the U S and Europe. So it's, you know, like I said, in terms of news, I think the big, the biggest, uh, headline was that MBS, the China MBS PMIs, there's a lot of other information out there, but you know, like I said, to me, that's the most important. Um, you continue to hear a lot of talk in Washington about a fourth stimulus bill, so there was, you know, indications that the White House has already kind of collected requests that total about $600 billion. Um, Pelosi is talking about how you need to give a lot more aid to state and local governments. She even mentioned about, um, you know, bringing back the SALT deduction, although that looks very unlikely. Or if they were to bring it back, they're going to aggressively means test it, just like they're aggressively means testing these refunds, which means, you know, any any person or any family earning probably six figures will not be eligible for it. Um, Congress is on recess pretty much for the entire month of March. They come back at the end of March. So I think Congress is just going to be watching the data over the coming month. They'll be watching the coronavirus figures over the coming month. And if you were to see a real dramatic deterioration or if things deteriorate beyond expectations, um, they, you know, it seems like they will definitely act. Although I think for the moment, they're kind of just watching. So it's probably not going to be until April, at least before you see um, a fourth stimulus bill. Although there does, you know, there, there, there does seem to be a bipartisan appetite for it at the moment. You're getting more details about the existing stimulus. So the third stimulus aid package, the Treasury last night gave out some more details about just logistics as far as um, sending checks to individuals. And then also um, the airline aid, which, um, you know, the airlines are the only industry that are really kind of receiving grants from the government. So the Treasury last night provided details about how to apply for those grants. And then also they asked the airlines to submit proposals about giving the Treasury some type of compensation either outright equity or warrants. Um, so I, I know investors have been looking to see, um, you know, how that would all play out specifically in terms of how the airlines would be compensating the treasury. For the overall market, my views are still the same. I think, you know, I know there's a, there's a lot of people dismissing this rally that started last Tuesday. So it's, you know, Tuesday to Thursday, we had a very strong rebound, about 20% dropped a peak on the S&P. We took a pause on Friday, resumed again yesterday, and it's, and it's um, you know, continuing today. A lot of people just think this is, you know, only quarter end rebalancing activity. I definitely think that's played a role, but there are other factors in place too. Um, so I think it can continue a little bit longer. I think, you know, the S&P can get above 2,700, but not 2,800. I think to get above 2,800, you're really going to have to see material improvement on the coronavirus front in terms of the numbers, not only the case figures and hospitalizations, et cetera, but I think also, um, you know, some of the medical treatments too. So you have, you have, um, important data coming out towards the end of April on Gilead and Regeneron drugs. I think people are very eager to kind of see how that data unfolds. So if, um, if either of those drugs proves to be very effective in treating patients, I think that would be a material positive for the market. Um, and I think all of the restrictions, the travel assembly restrictions, I think that's just going to follow the, the coronavirus data. So I don't, um, you know, I think that's just a byproduct of how the infection and hospitalization figures are unfolding. I don't think you're going to see um, any, any state or local government or the federal government really front run how uh, the coronavirus is kind of unfolding throughout the country. Um, 
We are heading into the Q1 earnings season. You are now, I think you're going to see a ton of kind of pre-announcements. You saw a bunch already. Um, you know, Visa was out last night. They turned their guidance again. Um, you had a lot of restaurants giving out guidance. It, it's probably a lot of companies probably don't even know necessarily the true state of their business, given how sharply things have deteriorated. I think the upcoming earnings season will be a mess um, in terms of just gauging how companies came in, you know, quote unquote, better or worse than expected. I think the print forecasts are going to be nearly irrelevant. Um, so it's really going to kind of be just gauging more qualitatively how the figures are, how guidance is. And I think there's going to be a big emphasis not so much on revenue and EPS, but a lot, you know, a big emphasis on cash flow and balance sheets, just given the environment that we're in right now. Um, so, you know, I think you're going to see a lot more company-specific information over the coming days and weeks. And then the formal earnings season kicks off on the 14th, on Tuesday, the 14th, with, um, you know, banks dominating that week. Um, so that is essentially everything for today. Uh, like I said, a lot more information, a lot more news out there. You continue, um, just quickly, I'll, I'll comment on oil. So oil was obviously decimated yesterday. It's bouncing this morning. You have more calls from major producers in the U.S. lobbying Texas uh, regulators to kind of um, implement statewide curbs on output. Trump spoke with Putin yesterday morning, and then they apparently agreed about the importance of stabilizing global oil markets. Um, you know, I think these headlines help a little bit at the margin, but I really don't think that you're going to see anything um, substantive come out of either Texas or U.S. Russian talks. Um, you know, I think uh, you know. I think to the extent that there is a grand solution, it would involve the U.S. aggressively lobbying Saudi Arabia. It does not seem that Saudi Arabia is really um, interested in backing down at the moment. Um, and until that occurs, that you know, I don't think you're going to see the supply part of the imbalance shift. And then obviously, the demand is really a function of just coronavirus and global economic activity. Um, you know, so I, you know, oil is grossly oversold. It could bounce a little bit as it's doing this morning, but the supply demand outlook is going to stay very bleak, I think, for a while. On the calendar for today, scheduled news, there is nothing major. Um, a couple of minor earnings reports, but nothing too important. Um, you know, again, and the White House is holding these daily press events that kind of turn into a just freewheeling open mic hour Trump had one again last night. Um, I, this coronavirus task force has a press event on daily. Trump usually will show up to it. So, you know, those events are producing a lot of headlines, not necessarily a lot of news, but there are a lot of headlines. So um, I would suspect just to watch out for more of those today. So that is everything. Uh, thank you for listening.